Section number six of A Book of Fairy Tale Bears. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Linda Marie Nielsen, Vancouver, B.C. A Book of Fairy Tale Bears by Clifton Johnson. The Young Hunters and the Bears. In a small hut, right in the middle of the forest, lived a man and wife and their three sons and a daughter. One winter morning, after a night of snow, the three sons started off to hunt. They kept together for some time, but presently came to a place where their path divided, and one trail led away to the right and another to the left. The youngest brother decided to follow the left-hand trail. The older brothers, however, went on by the right-hand trail, and they had not gone far when their dog scented a bear and drove him out of the thicket where he was hiding. The bear ran across an open space, and the oldest brother shot an arrow that hit the bear in the head and killed him. They took him up and carried him toward home, and at the fork of the path met the youngest brother, who was returning empty-handed. When they reached the home hut, they threw the bear down on the floor, saying, Father, here is a bear we killed. Now we can have a good dinner. But the father only said, When I was a young man, and my brothers and I went to hunt, we rarely got less than two bears in one day. The sons were rather disappointed because they had expected praise for their prowess instead of criticism. There was plenty of meat to last for several days, but early the next morning they again started off hunting. They followed the same trail as before and parted in like manner at the fork of the path. Soon a bear ran out from behind a tree in front of the two older brothers, and they and their dogs pursued and killed him. On their way back they met the youngest brother at the fork of the path, and he also had shot a bear on the left-hand trail. They carried the two bears home, but when they threw them triumphantly on the floor of the hut, their father only said, My brothers and I often got three bears in one day. So, in spite of the great supply of meat, they now had, the sons again set forth to hunt the next morning, and they were lucky enough to eat shoot a bear this time. But when they brought the three bears home, their father said, My brothers and I sometimes killed four bears in one day. The bears the sons had shot were the servants of a great bear chief who lived in a cavern beneath a high mountain a long way off. The chief was furious because so many of his bears were being killed, and he determined to find some way of destroying the youthful hunters. So he said to one of his servants, Go to the path that these youths frequent, and secrete yourself where it forks. When they and their dogs approach, show yourself and induce them to chase you until you return here. The mountain will open to let you and your pursuers in, 
and then I shall have them in my power, and we shall be able to revenge ourselves. The servant bowed low and hurried to the fork of the path, where he hid in the bushes. Only the two older brothers came forth to hunt that day. Suddenly their dogs began to bark loudly, and the bear sprang out of the thicket and scurried away in the direction of the mountain. The youths gave chase and followed him even till the mountain opened up in front of them. They all rushed in pell-mell, nor did the lads slacken their headlong pace until they saw bears sitting on every side of them holding a council. "'Why are you trying to kill all my servants?' the bear chief asked, frowning at the two youths. "'It is I who ordered the bear you have been chasing to lure you into my power today. I shall take care that you do not hurt my people any more, for you will become bears yourselves.' The youths cast frightened glances at the angry assemblage around them, and saw only one bear who showed any compassion. That was the bear's chief sister. She was sorry for the lads and begged the chief to be lenient. Very well, he said. I will not be as severe as I first intended. Their heads and bodies shall remain as they are, and only their arms and legs shall be changed into those of a bear but they will have to go on all fours the rest of their lives. As he spoke, he stooped over a spring of water that bubbled up in the mountain cavern, drew forth a handful of moss, and rubbed it over the arms and legs of the lads. Instantly the transformation took place, and they were neither beast nor human. The bear chief knew that their father would seek for his sons when they did not return home and he sent one of his servants to hide at the fork of the path and see what the man did. This servant was very cunning, and he took along the snowshoes of one of the lads. There had been a light fall of snow since they came to the mountain, and it had covered up their tracks. When the bear got to where the path divided, he put the snowshoes on his hind feet, stood upright, and walked along the right-hand trail to the edge of a precipice. There he arranged some brush, so that the precipice would not be easily perceived, and then he ran back to the fork of the path and hid. Soon the father came in sight, stooping as he walked to look for his son's tracks in the snow. When he saw the marks of the snowshoes on the right-hand path, he was filled with joy and hastened eagerly forward. He had no thought of danger, and he plunged headlong down the precipice and was killed. Again the bear arranged some concealing brush at the edge of the cavity and returned to his hiding place. The mother at home was meanwhile becoming more and more anxious over the long absence of her two sons, and when her husband did not come back promptly, she said she would go forth and try to find him and them. No, let me undertake the search, her youngest son begged. You must stay home and take care of your sister, she said, and she put on her snowshoes and started. She followed her husband's tracks and, like him, plunged down the precipice and was killed. 
Then the bear went back to the mountain and reported to his chief. Hour after hour dragged heavily by in the forest hut, and at last the brother and sister felt quite sure that in some way or other the rest of the family had perished. Every morning the youth climbed to the top of a tall tree near the house and sat there till he was almost frozen, looking about in all directions, hoping that he might see some of the lost ones returning. At last the food in the hut had all been eaten, and he could no longer delay going to hunt for more. His sister did not like to be left alone in the hut, and cried bitterly when he explained to her the necessity of seeking food. But surely, he said, there is no use of sitting down quietly to starve, and whether I find game or not I shall come back, so as not to be away overnight. He spent an entire day getting ready. First he cut himself some arrows, each from a different tree, and winged every arrow with the feathers of four different birds, and afterward he made a very light, strong bow, and got his snowshoes ready. Early the next morning he called his dog and set out. For a long time he went on and on, and at last he sat down on the fallen branch of a big oak tree to rest. His dog ran round and round the tree, barking furiously. The youth could see no reason for the dog's excitement, and began to fancy that the tree had let fall the branch and killed his brothers or parents. So with a vengeful feeling in his heart he shot one of his arrows at the tree. Thereupon he was startled by a noise like thunder. The tree shook from top to bottom and burst into flames. In a few minutes nothing remained where it had stood but a heap of ashes. The youth knew not what to make of the occurrence, and after puzzling over it for a while he went on. Soon he came to a patch of bushes, and his dog dashed along the edge of it, barking loudly. A bear rushed out and sped away towards the mountains as fast as it could go, with the dog following close behind. The lad gave chase also, but presently the thong of his snowshoes broke, and he had to stop to mend it. That allowed the dog and bear to get so far ahead he could hardly hear the dog's barking. Now, he said to his snowshoes, you must go as fast as you can, or I shall lose the dog as well as the bear. He hurried forward with all possible speed, and by and by came to the mountain that was the home of the bear chief, and which the bear and dog had already entered. The bear chief's sister was looking out of a window, and she could not help pitying the young lad just as she had his brothers. He wondered much over the disappearance of the two animals, but while he paused to think what he would do next, he fancied he heard the dog's voice on the opposite side of the mountain. With great difficulty he scrambled up the steep rocks and forced his way through tangled thickets. When he reached the other side, the dog's barking seemed to proceed from the place whence he had come. So he started back, but at the very top of the mountain, where he stopped to rest, he observed that the barking was directly beneath him. Instantly he knew where he was and what had happened. 
let my dog out at once bear chief he cried if you do not i shall destroy your palace but the bear chief only laughed and said nothing this made the boy very angry and when he had descended the mountain he turned and shot an arrow straight at it immediately there was a deep rumbling sound flames broke out and the whole mountain crumbled and was consumed all the bears perished in the fire except the bear chief's sister she was spared because she had tried to save the two elder lads from punishment as soon as the fire had burned itself out the young hunter went seeking for his brothers among the ruins of the mountain and soon he found them half bear half human coming towards him on all fours when they got to where he was they rose on their hind legs and put their shaggy forepaws on his shoulders and the three cried together over the elders too sad plight which none of them knew how to remedy but now the bear chief's sister came gently to them and said to the younger hunter yonder is a spring take some moss from it and you need only to have your brothers smell the moss to restore them to their proper form all three ran to the spring the youngest plucked a handful of wet moss and the two others sniffed at it with all their might then their limbs became human and they stood upright what can we do for you to show our gratitude they said to the bear chief's sister she only smiled and sent them home to look after their sister who was in the forest hut alone with no one to protect her end of section six recording by linda marie nielsen vancouver b c